Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Owen. Along with me is my producer extraordinaire, the one, the only, John Coleman. John Coleman. JC, what's happening? Uh, not too much, man. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Here we are, another day of the Rona lockdown. Rona, Rona. Don't get the Rona. Don't get it. My, don't get the Rona. <laughs> um... So check this out. When you and I first launched this podcast a few months ago, um, we tackled a a subject that is near and dear to my heart, um, and we titled it uh, Budgeting. For the win, I believe. Was it Budgeting FTW? Yes. I loved it. Okay, we do a lot of things FTW. For the win, that is. Um, And and I got to thinking more about it. It was one of our first episodes. I think that one we even, like, released with music um, as, like, like, what do you call that? It's a backtrack Uh, or? An underscore. An underscore. And some of the feedback we received was not that positive. So if you've noticed, every episode, probably since that one, we we got rid of the underscore. But we called it budgeting. And I started thinking, driving in to the office today, two, two, maybe three things. One, should we really have called that episode budgeting when it's really all about how to not be, uh, all how to be debt-free? Okay. And then... Two other things. Holy cow, I wish we would have, A, had the audience we have now, Correct. back then. Um, I wish more people to listen to it. And I wish they would have had, more importantly, more time to react to it. Because here we are six weeks into arguably one of the second worst economic events to happen to most of us in our lifetime. 2007, 2008 was the worst. This is going to measure up to that. And had we taken a better stance as a community, as a nation, of being debt-free, of following a budget, we would be less freaked out and less impacted with what's going on. And I also realized that that episode ran about 45 minutes. And again, we were trying to find our voice. And we really want to keep these things under 30, preferably right at 25 minutes, right? We want to make them digestible. We want to make it to where the average drive to and from work, it can be consumed. Hopefully you learn something. Hopefully you laugh a lot. At a minimum, it makes you say, hmm. So for today, let's not call it budgeting. And let's call today's episode, Be Debt Free. Be Debt Free. Be Debt Free. Okay. Or Becoming Debt Free Doesn't Suck. We suck a lot. Be debt free. Yeah. Just do it. Nike says, just do it. Coleman over at the loan officer podcast. He says, be debt free, but how, how? So these were the other two um, thoughts that popped up to my little pea brain when I was making my, it's usually a 25 minute drive and it's actually only like 18 minutes these days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the lack of traffic. Any time of day, there is no, there is no morning rush. There is no rush. Just and there's less cops on the road. So I feel I feel safer driving at a speed that I'm comfortable with, but maybe the 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 um uh the code enforcers yeah. think I should be driving at a speed that is uh lower than what I drive. I was able to make it almost nearly to work nonstop. Now when I say nonstop, I mean made every light. It was fabulous. It was a thing of beauty. I don't know how long it's it's one of those things you kind of want traffic to pick back up because that means that we're allowed to start like integrating back into society. Correct. 
But yeah, you're, we're, we're going to miss out on the roads being wide open. All right. So anyhow, um, we're already chewing up our time, and I promise these people 25 minutes, and I'm going to have to talk that much faster. But here goes. The other two things that, that, that popped in my little pea brain were, wow, are we spending a whole lot less money right now? So, so one, our first episode, or it was, I think our second that we did, but, but, but we did a, an episode on, on budgeting, should have been called something more along the lines of live a debt-free life. And uh, it should have been shorter and we shouldn't have had the musical undertone, but it should have come out a year earlier because if it could have come out a year earlier, if 10 or 20,000 people could have listened to it and, and started to attempt to practice what was taught, they would find themselves less freaked out in this economic crisis that we're finding ourselves in because of the economic downfall of shelter in place, of not being able to go to work. Some of us not being able to make the type of money that we're used to making or money at all, depending on the line of work. We're very fortunate in the mortgage industry that rates are super low. So we're staying busy refinancing homeowners, which is helping them save hundreds of dollars a month, right? Who doesn't want to save hundreds of dollars a month? But more importantly, especially in times like, like this, um, people are still buying homes. It's still a good time to buy now, not at the same rate that they were because people are trying to socially distance. It's hard to socially distance and go out touring homes for sale. Um, and some people aren't willing to put their homes on the market because they don't want strangers walking in, previewing and touring their homes if they could be bringing the Rona with them. Um, but my point being is we are fortunate, but many of our friends and, and our family or ex-colleagues aren't as fortunate as us. But had they been sitting in a living a debt-free life with reserves, they'd be less freaked out. So I want to cover over the next 19 minutes, I think that's what we have left, over the next 19 minutes, how? What are some things that we can do? All right, and the whole time that I'm, I'm laying this out, please stop me when you have questions. But I also want the audience listening right now to think about what the past six weeks has been like for them. They're probably not getting their nails done. They're not getting their hair done. They're not going out to dinner, although hopefully they are ordering out once or twice a week from a local restaurant to support our local community. But you know what they're not doing when they do that? Buying alcoholic beverages at a 100% markup. Now, by the way, they are buying alcohol. We as a society, as a community, are buying alcohol. Like you look at stores like ABC Liquor here in Central Florida, and their sales are through the roof. I think their quarter over quarter sales are up like I mean I would guess 100 percent, 50 percent. I know they're I know they're up they're big hurting. time. They're they hurting. are not hurting. Um, but we as as consumers are buying a bottle of whiskey for forty dollars yeah. that'll last us. It depends on how they drink. For most, let's just say, lacks it lasts two weeks. Okay. Where if they went out to dinner twice, they could have consumed forty dollars worth of worth of beverages and just by buying four or five drinks. Um, so keeping that in mind, I don't want to hear anyone tell us I can't when it comes to cutting back, right? Because we're going to teach right now how to live a debt-free life, but so many of the principles. The first thing is to cut, cut out. What can you cut out? Right? The reason why people are in debt and the reason why they don't have six months reserve, and you're going to hear that over and over again, six months reserve, six months reserve. What does that mean? Look at your monthly budget. If you don't have one, we're going to talk about creating one, but look at your monthly budget. Take that number, times it by six. That's the number that you should always have 
in a savings account. That is not money that's going to go towards anything but a rainy day. Period. End of story. That is what you borrow against if you get furloughed. It's what you borrow against if your transmission goes out in your car. It's what you borrow against if you have an unexpected medical emergency and you have a high deductible health care plan. It's what you borrow against if your AC unit goes out. Okay, it's that's what that six-month reserve is. But when you're looking at your budget, we're talking about you, you have to cut out, right? Cut, cut out. Well, I'm learning as a consumer right now, looking at my bills, holy cow, I'm spending a whole lot less money, yeah. right? So the coronavirus is bringing one good thing to me, and that's me realizing how much money I waste on going out to dinner, on ordering appetizers, on paying drinks at a bar versus drinks at my house, um, getting my nails done and my hair done, my kids' sporting events, my gym membership. Gasoline. Now, it's funny. Gasoline is something I wanted to mention, but I would like to believe once shelter-in-place subsides, I'm still going to have to drive to and from the office. So there's certain driving I, I can't avoid. But driving to the, but driving to go away for the weekend, if I'm trying to save money. If you don't go out to eat, you're not driving to get, you know. So it's correct. Like, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Compounding. Yep. Yeah. So there's, there, there are ways to cut out. And coronavirus right now is teaching us exactly what those things are. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I thought about gasoline and I was going two different ways on it. Like one, are we really going to be able to save money on gas because there's certain things that we just have to do, like drive back and forth to work. Yeah. Like right now, we're saving money on gas because a lot of us aren't driving to the office every single day. True. But if you're not going out to eat as much, you don't have to drive there, therefore, it's a byproduct of. Correct. If I'm not driving from Orlando to Tampa to go to that concert yeah. because I'm cutting my budget, yeah. right? I'm cutting money expenses out of my budget, yeah. then yes, that, that tank of gas that it took me to drive 200 miles to go to a concert, to attend a sporting event, et cetera. Okay, very good. So, my drive-in, right? We want to we want to recreate the uh, uh, episode two that was done on budgeting. Uh, I wanted to remind the audience that right now we are living we're living proof that we there are expenses in our daily, weekly, and monthly budget that can easily be um, eliminated. And then finally, something we don't talk enough about is when you are trying to live a debt-free life. You can cut expenses, but you can also focus on making more money. And that that ebbs and flows with the local economy. Right now, it might be hard to pick up a side job, right? But there are definitely times, and there's more times than not, that the ability to pick up a a, a part-time job, it's there. Mm -hmm. The ability to work more hours with, with your employer is there. The choice is, do you make it or not? Do you prioritize it or not? Do you sacrifice what it takes to get to the end result. And the end result is debt-free with six months reserved. So the next time a COVID-19 type type event happens, you are prepared and you sleep better, you're less stressed out and you're less freaked out. But in order to get there, you have to have no credit card debt, have six months reserved. So how do you get there? Okay, so we cut expenses, we work more hours. If you can't work more hours, can you look for a job that pays better? If you can't work more hours, can you go get a part-time job? And I would like to say yes, yes, and yes to all of it if you're willing to do and sacrifice. Yeah, 
that's what you said, the sacrifice. You said flat out it's not necessarily going to be fun. No. No, but the end result is super fun. No, yeah. Right? The end result, and you have to ask yourself, how long do you have to do it for? Is it six months? Is it nine months? Is it 18 months? But 18 months is a fairly short period of time when you look at it in terms of your lifetime. Right. If you had to sacrifice for 18 months to put together a foundation and principles that will last you another 40 years. Yeah, that's I mean, that that is um, if I were to guess one and a half percent of that 40 years is 18 months. I mean, it's 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 not that much time. Um, and but the sacrifice would be like I use myself as an example. I like to on the weekends go horseback riding. I like to play baseball in a men's league. I like to um, run in like 5Ks and 10Ks and half marathons. These are all three things that A, cost money, B, I enjoy, and C, I would have to give up if I took on a part-time job, let's say cleaning golf carts at the local country club on the weekend. Yeah. But if I was 10 grand in credit card debt and I didn't have six months reserve, yes, yeah. Uh, the average race will cost me anywhere between $50 to $500 to run in, depending on is it a local race or am I traveling out of town to, to run in it. Uh, horseback riding, well, that costs money. My, my The lessons I pay, the uh, if I own the horse, the, 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 the feed bill and the vet bill and um, the men's baseball league, that costs money. Like all that costs money, all things I can, I can cut out. For sure. Now, I'm big. I, I use retail therapy where I bid. You know, I, I like to shop. If it's new, even if it's not even broken, buy a new one. I just like, you know, purchasing things. What I found in this kind of a quarantine situation was I needed some storage bins. I have storage bins everywhere. I want to go buy some. Went on Amazon. Shipping is too much. I went to Target. Shipping is too much. Ah, what am I going to do? And then you know what I did? I just went in the garage and cleaned out the storage bins. Saved money. Saved storage. I have extra room in there. And had this not been going on, I promise you would have had probably five more storage bins that would have just taken up more space. So as a result of this, have have you seen kind of um, yourself, whereas in the past you might have just gone out and bought it, let's say a tool or something, you might have just go bought it, bought a new one. Have you found yourself just fixing it or doing it yourself at home, like a DIY type thing instead of kind of farming it out? So I'm not a DIYer in general, so I'm probably a bad example. What I have found is how resourceful I am. Yeah. Um, I still work out every single day. I work out upstairs in my kid's loft area kick my son off of his PS4, he gets all ticked off, um, and I do workout videos. And and it, it's not the same as going to the gym and putting on a couple plates and, and, and banging out some bench press reps, but I sweat my butt off, and um, I have a nice pump when I'm done. Yeah. So I think my resourcefulness, I've, I've learned that hanging out by my pool on a Sunday afternoon is really fun. Yeah. And it's, for the most part, free because I'm paying for that pool regardless if I use it or not. So I'm already paying for it, but no, a normal Sunday, I probably wouldn't have done that. Right. And, and now I'm doing it. So yes, I think I'm being taught that, um, I can stay occupied. I can do things that I enjoy, um, and do them differently and also do them in a more economical fashion, because guess what I'm not paying for if I'm working out at home, the gym membership. Yeah. 50 bucks a month to a gym membership. I'm not having to pay because I realized that, and I dug out P90X DVDs from 11 years ago. Get out the Nordic track, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, what, but it works. Yeah. It works. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the end result. So we're totally kind of like a little bit down a rabbit hole, a little bit not. 
I want to get very granular and I want to spend like 11 minutes right now. Let's go step by step by step what you have to do because we've glossed over and we've thrown out some ideas mm -hmm. to, to get people's um, brain working in the right direction, right? Kind of get them focused on the concepts that, that we want to talk about. Um, ultimately, everyone's going to have to do what, what's right for them, right? To each is their own. Not everyone has a pool. Not everyone has old P90X videos. Not everyone already has a bunch of old Tupperware bins. Sure. But I think the, the, the takeaway from those stories that we shared is that get creative. Yeah. There's going to be a solution for all of us to cut money out of our budget. And we have to cut money out because I'm assuming you're listening intently because you currently don't have six months reserves and you have consumer debt. When I talk about consumer debt, I am talking about credit cards. Credit cards are personal, unsecured loans or lines of credit. Um, I'm not talking about your auto loan just yet. I'm not talking about your student loans just yet. And I'm sure as hell not trying to touch your mortgage payment. Okay, but let's start with that consumer debt. Let's get that wiped off. Okay. Right. Step one to becoming debt free. You have to have a budget. And most of us don't even have an idea of what our budget is. So for the next 30 days, you're going to write down everything you spend money on. Toilet paper, food, gas, like Everything. If, if you bought a sympathy card because your, your old neighbor's best friend's mom's cousin passed away. Yeah. Netflix and subscription. Ne ne yes. Like everything that you spend money on, you have to take a look at it. That's your base, right? That right there is your base. That is the amount of money that you are going to allow yourself to spend every month going forward. And I'm going to advise you to use cash. I know we're going away from, from a cash system and we're going to be a cashless society. I also know that cash carries germs. Okay. So I'm aware of all of this, but I haven't found a way for somebody to not overspend when they're using plastic. So you have to go to a cash system because every single month you are going to, and I don't care how you organize it. Some people use different purses and different wallets. Some people use envelopes. Um, some people use money clips or paper clips. Some people take money out the first, some out in the 15th. You do what works for you. I'm going to tell you what I did that worked for me. And it was this. I knew what my bills were the first through 15th. So I knew on the first, went to the bank and I had to, and, and I had to go to the bank because ATM doesn't give out this type of money. I went, and by the way, I, I get paid the 30th of the month. So the first is when like the most money is in there. And on the first, I would take out the amount of money that I'd predetermined because of my budget that I was going to need. That was everything from, from groceries to cell phone bills, uh, et cetera. Um, now, by the way, I know it's difficult to pay your cell phone on a, uh, so uh, on that, I would probably leave that money in my account because I'm going to write a check. Right. Or I'm going to do an ACH. I'm, I'm going to do something that is equivalent to cash. What I'm trying to do is never, ever, ever use a credit card right now. That's that is what was most important. So the very first step was I created the budget. The second step is going to be freeze every single one of your credit cards. Freeze, freeze it. Literally freeze it. And I will teach you what I did. I literally threw them into the biggest Tupperware bin I could find filled it with water and tossed it into the freezer. I froze them. By freezing them, 
they weren't canceled. I still had them. I still owed a lot of money on them. So I still had to pay on them, but I froze them, meaning I quit using them. And by, and, and I had to freeze them because I couldn't keep them in my wallet. If I kept them in my wallet, I don't trust myself at this point that to, to, to not use them, to not be like, Oh, well, it's just $10. It's just Starbucks or no, I need to learn how to, how to live within a budget. So created the budget, froze my credit cards on the first of the month, based off of my budget, I'm going off a cash system. So if it's not ACH, if it's not a, a handwritten check, it's, it's cash I'm using. And I pull out enough money to make my bills for the first to the, the 15th. Then on the 15th, I take out the, 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 the second allotment. So to use round numbers and give an example, I knew that my bills were $4,000 a month. I knew rent was due on the 10th and the water bill was due and the Verizon bill. And so I would take out enough money to pay those bills as well as I knew that on average, I spent a hundred bucks a week on groceries. I spent $50 a week on gas. I spent $10 a week on tolls. And I was going to allow myself to go out to dinner once as long as that once a week, as long as that dinner was under $50. That's what I knew. So that might be, we're not eating honey. We're each getting four or five drinks. Uh, or that could be uh, no appetizer, no, no alcoholic drinks, no tea, no soda. It's water because we're going to a nicer place and we need to make this 50, this 50 bucks go. But I, I had that budgeted in. Um, my goal was between the 1st and the 15th to get to the 15th and have little little money left. Because if I had little money left, that means I'm staying within my budget. Now, look, I didn't make my budget based off of a off of a uh, best case scenario or a worst case scenario. So I'm not going to advise or teach someone to make it. Meaning, well, if I'm really, really good and we don't have any birthday parties, no graduations, no Christmases to deal with, we can probably slide by at $4,000 a month. Yes. Nor did I be like, well, as long as I like hit every bonus this month and I work some overtime and things go well my at my spouse's, place of employment. Yeah, no hypothetical. Yeah, like, no, I it, my budget was based off of realistic and, and it was also what was going to allow me to save money because the ultimate goal is to be debt-free with six months reserve. So once I created my budget, once I froze my credit cards and I went to an all-cash system, then before I started paying any additional money onto my credit cards, now I paid my credit cards every month on time. But the reason why I cut things out on my budget was I wanted to get money, the term I use is called over the fence, over the fence into my savings account. And this was going to be my life until I had six months reserve. So if my budget told me that I needed $4,000 a month to survive, then I needed $24,000 in my savings account. That was my goal. Whether it took me four months or 24 months, that was all I was looking to accomplish. I knew that the least, the, the, the less money I spent on a monthly basis, the more money I cut out of my budget, the lower I made my budget, then that was the more money I could throw over the fence to get into that savings account. I also knew that the more side hustles, the more side gigs, the more overtime I could put in to make more money was the quicker I was going to get my savings account to that six month, that $24,000. Absolutely, makes sense. So if you think about it, I first started by writing down everything I spend money on. I then looked for ways to cut. 
And I use my experience with shelter in place to, to maybe point out some areas that are easy to cut. Once I made my cuts, that, <coughs> that determined my budget. Once my budget was determined, I went to a all cash system, cash including paper checks and ACH. I, I took out just enough money on the 1st to cover my bills 1st through 15th. I then took out enough money on the 15th to cover me 16th through 30th. Any extra money I had did not go first to pay off my credit cards. Remember, I froze them. I still have them. I have that minimum payment into my monthly budget, and I make those payments. By freezing them, I'm not using them. So I'm not worried about my balances increasing. But my focus right now is not only having them paid off. My focus is getting six months reserves. Money over the fence. fence. Now, once I have my six months reserve... I can start attacking my credit cards. Okay. And look, it might take me 12 months, 18 months, or it could take me 12 weeks sure. to get my, my, my six months reserve. It's a matter of this. How much are you willing to cut out? And how much extra hustle are you willing to put in? Are you able to put in? Right? If, if I can cut my expenses down to shelter in place... Yeah. Which I would guess for most of us, this is the cheapest our expenses have been in years. So if I can self-impose and extend this current lifestyle where I'm not going to sporting events and I'm not going on vacation and I'm not going out to restaurants and I'm not going out to bars and I'm not driving large lengths of, of, of mileage and using gas, right? If, if, if I can extend that, then I can start saving a lot more Then if I can throw in a side hustle. And that's in, in, in essence, like that is as basic as you can get on, on how do you, right? But it starts with, if you don't have a budget, it's going to make it very difficult to, to, to save six months reserve. If you don't have a budget and you don't have six months reserve, it's going to be very hard to have um, no credit card debt. And here, and let me answer this in case you were wondering or anyone listening is wondering it. Someone might ask, well, why don't we pay the credit cards off first? I know the answer, but... Do you? I mean, I think I do. You told me because I've asked this question a million times. Because it doesn't work that way, right? It doesn't work that way. Because if if you pay off your credit cards, and that's your focus, and you spent 18 months getting all your credit cards paid off, and then a COVID-19 happens again, and we have to shelter in place, and you're furloughed, your hours are cut... What are you going to go to as your last resort? You're going to balloon the credit cards right back up. You're going to go right back to the credit cards. The purpose of getting the six months reserve is so that you never, ever, ever, ever have to rely on a credit card again, except for to accumulate points for future travel use, right? But that's like phase two. Once you are living a debt-free life and once you have six months reserve, that's when we start talking about maximizing retirement plans and IRAs and buying individual stocks or mutual funds or ETFs. Like, like I don't want anyone even considering buying, oh, what stock should I buy right now? Is Amazon a better stock than, than, than Microsoft? No, no, no. Do you have six months reserves? If the answer is no, then we stop the conversation because you need to have six months reserve. If you had six months reserves and I say, well, is your, do you have any credit card debt? And you said yes. We shouldn't even talk about 
but which stock do we buy? Give me a hot stock tip, you know, market's down. It's going to rebound. I want to be able to catch it on the upside. No, no, we're, we're not there. Now we will later this year or beginning of next year, we will do some episodes and we already have where we talk about, well, what's phase two, right? Like I've, I've achieved six months reserves and I've achieved no, no monthly credit card debt. Well, what's next, right? That's not what this is for. This is just a very basic three-step tutorial of what you have to do and understand, yes, you can. It's a matter of do you want to. Yeah. Right? That's the biggest point is if you want to. Because a lot of people before this said, I can't, I'll never be able to. I can't, I, impossible. I, you know, yeah. I can't, I won't. And then you know, after this, hopefully she's going to leave. Yeah, I, I can't live without X. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, you're doing it, yeah. right? You're doing it. You're finding a way. This is just further proof that, and and it's it literally is it's 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 twofold. This coronavirus is twofold. It's proven to us that we waste a lot of money, and that is money we could be using to save and to pay off debt. And it's also proven to us why why it's imperative, why it's so important to have six months reserve, so we are prepared for the next time something like this happens in our life that we don't have to freak out because we can essentially survive for the next six months without a paycheck, sure. without a paycheck. And, and finally, do you know what happens if you had to go six months and you ran through all of your reserves? Uh, no. Okay. Rinse and repeat, right? You've already, you, you have already achieved that mountainous climb, yeah. right? You've already done it once. It's way easier to do it a second time, right? They, people say that about anything. It's easy to make. It's, it's impossible to make your first million, but once you've made your first million, it's, it's easy to make your second million. It's hard to run your first half marathon or marathon, but running your second and third is way easier. As you can attest. Um, as I can attest. Once you have achieved six months reserves and, and, and no credit card debt, you already understand what it takes to, to get back there. You'll be able to do it in record time. So worst case scenario, if you ran through your six months, you still look around, you have no consumer debt, and you have no reserves. Okay, hopefully within six months, you got back to work. Now that you're back to work, you're going to continue to keep your lifestyle pared down until you pay yourself back. Because that six months is your cushion forever. Whenever it's below six months, a little freak out button should be pressed inside of your soul and you go and do whatever it takes to pay yourself back. Let me ask you a quick question. A lot of people always talk about keeping up the Jones and they want to see how they stack up or compare to other individuals. Uh, baseline, just give me a rough estimate. Out of the people percentages wise, uh, how much, how, what, what's the percentage of people you think are actually living uh, debt free with six month reserves if you had to put a percentage on it? Less than 10%. Really? Less than 10%. Can you talk to that a little bit? Because Really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, it depends. Cash reserves? Yeah. Cash yeah. reserves. Because there are people who, who definitely have a boatload of wealth held in, in home equity. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of people who, who do have substantial 401ks, mm -hmm. right? But like, like home equity isn't money that you can get too quickly to pay a bill. Right, your 401k isn't necessarily money that you can get to right away to, to pay a bill. Yeah. Money in your checking account is that money. Yeah, so I want to focus just on that. Yeah, so 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 if two they have no consumer debt. And by the way, I'm talking about credit cards. I'm not even talking about auto loans, right? 
Um, auto loans aren't the best thing either, but um, we won't go there. Um, six months reserves and no consumer debt, less than 10%. Yeah. And look, it's, it's not easy. That's why not everyone has it. I mean, how many people do you know that you would say, wow, they're in really good shape. They're of really good health. It's probably it's probably more than 10%, but it's not more than 50%. It's probably closer to 30%. You'd probably say 30% of the people that you know, you look at, you're like, yeah, they're they're healthy. And I say that because if you're able to reach that that kind of milestone, it it's something to be celebrated. Oh, 100%. Oh, yes, we celebrate. Celebrate like like you you get 6 months reserve, you should you should go celebrate. Like before you pay off your credit card debt, go do some kind of celebration. You hit three months, like, like build, in fact, make it fun, make it fun and build celebrations in. Um, I mean, it, it might be, you know, you do your 30 day budget, right. Of, of writing down everything you spend money on celebrate, just doing that task, but make your celebrations congruent with the task that you completed. Right. So a, Oh, I spent 30 days writing down everything that I spent money on. That doesn't constitute a three day cruise to the Bahamas. Right. That constitutes um, getting a babysitter and going out to dinner. OK, um, you three months reserve that constitutes a nice dinner. Yeah. Right. Maybe the budget was one was, yeah, you're going to Applebee's. Yeah. Right. But but the three you, you hit three months reserves, Capitol Grill. Yeah. You hit six months reserves. Maybe it's a it's a, a concert. Yeah. Six months reserve and no consumer debt. It's a weekend away, right? You're, you're, you're going up to Asheville, you know, you're, you're going up to North Carolina. You're doing something that's really cool. Biltmore Hotel, um, but definitely build in celebration. Just like when you, when you look at your budget, build in some fun things, but be realistic about what you're building in. Meaning you can't build in a weekend away every month (laughs) if you still need to to, to build your six month reserve and, and pay off consumer debt. Your budget will change as your financial position changes. You may very well get to a point in your life and you may want to aspire to get to a point in your life where you do build in a weekend away every month. But that's after you have already six months reserve, no credit card debt, no auto loans. I max out my 401k. I max out my IRA. Okay. Then budget for stuff like that. But early on, you are going to pare down to the almost bare essentials. But you still want to build in something so that you're enjoying life. But again, going to the beach is fun. And going to the beach is can be cheap. If you're going to your local beach and you're not also going out to lunch and dinner and buying alcohol, Right. So it's like you, you got to do it in moderation, everything in moderation, but you can do it. You really can. And, and, and this is a topic that literally we could talk for days and days and days about. This is a topic I want people to reach out to us about, like hit us up on Facebook, the loan officer podcast. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Uh, you can call me at the office like 407-645-6363. Email me D O N at waterstonemortgage.com. This is the most serious topic I think we can talk about for our audience because it impacts everybody. It impacts, when I say everybody, I'm talking about everyone who listens, 
but it also impacts everyone in your household. You're a better parent when you have six months reserves and you have no credit card debt. You're a better spouse. You're a better friend. You're a better sister, a better brother, a better aunt, a better uncle. You're just a better person solely because of the amount of stress not being financially sound puts on you. I'm not saying you're a bad parent or a bad spouse or any any of those other um, you know titles that I threw out there. What I'm saying is that you're better because you're less stressed out. You're better because you can focus your energies on something other than freaking out about your financing. Like that that's why you're 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 better. And then you'll be healthier. Right? You'll be healthier. Um, both mentally and eventually physically, if you can get your financial picture in good health. Um, that's what we have. That is the Loan Officer Podcast for today. That is... Um, live debt free. Live debt free. I'm Dustin Owen. He's John Coleman, and we're out. Peace.